This is Lanny Pavel, formerly the genius for the glowing renown. Really Let me am. tell you something, brother. You guy, brother, <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> Okay, I'm going to come out of the closet right now. I am bisexual. I'm 64 years old, and if I want it, I have to buy it. Randy, read that line. This is, ooh, you are watching the number one station in Hawaii. Ooh, yeah. I what? Bingo. <laughs> that sounds like money. But on the days that I don't have to do anything, I do nothing. Okay? I believe of 10 hours of sleep, followed by 14 hours of relaxation every and single day. up. happy just being me. I call myself Leaping Lanny. I validate what I say to every single wrestling fan who's watching USA. Yes, I believe in miracles as God has blessed this great land. I believe the referee will soon be raising my hand. And then after we go to commercials, awesome. I got to applaud that <laughs> man. Holy cow. Well, who's next? That's oh, all I got to say. Yeah. And that's why Treat everybody like it's their last day. Yeah. And um, be kind. And if you have some nice thing to say, say it now. You won't have a chance tomorrow. Well, I love you, brother. Thank you for I coming I love you on. guys. Thank you for coming I, I love you guys. And uh, thank you. we're going to be, well, I mean, we're going to be friends. And uh, I love your show. And thank every you. wrestling fan should listen. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Afaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. We got Spidey on this early morning in New York at under four degrees. How you feeling, Spidey? Cold outside. It's cold outside, and it's cold in here when you have no toilet paper. 
<laughs> Having no toilet paper makes it colder? It reminds me of old times. Is old times. Oh. Pharaoh, bird yeah. flu outbreak is spilling over into mam mammals. What does that mean for humans? One of the world's largest outbreaks mm. of bird flu, which led to the slaughter of millions of chickens, to limit the spread, appears to be spilling over to mammals. The U.S. Department of Agriculture said that the influenza A virus has been detected in mammals such as skunks, bears, raccoon, and a red fox. And that's not the guy from... Red fox? That's not that guy. Big dummy. <laughs> Though most cases were detected in Oregon, positive t tests in mammals were confirmed in the following states according to the USDA's Animal Plant Health Inspection Services. They found this in Alaska, Colorado. Idaho, Illinois, Montana, Nebraska, the great state of New York, and Washington. Meanwhile, in the United Kingdom, the Animal and Plant Health Agency found positive cases in otters and foxes. Otters. The agency also said cats tested positive oh, in France. The cats out of it. And the highly contagious uh, virus is ready to affect a large outbreak within the Spanish mink farm. I have One of the world's largest largest outbreaks of bird flu, which led to the slaughter of millions of chickens to limited limit spread, appears to be spilling over into mammals. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, symptoms, just in case you might have it on this early morning. Oh, of course. Eye redness, but um, that could be from you smoking from pot, weed. right? Yeah, that's so from that weed. doesn't count. No, no, I'm good. Go ahead. You know, I haven't our, had our, sex our, with our any guest, chickens lately. Guest. I'm all right. What? Do you do you partake in uh, the the herbal plant marijuana? Uh, Be honest. Here and there, I'd say I partake. I am from California. So. Uh, yeah. Do you mind the red eyes? I do not mind the red eyes. <laughs> okay. Ah. Very nice. Really? Okay. Japanese eyewash. All right, so wow. we really can't count the red eyes. Got to look into that. Yeah, I'm the, I just as, learned something. As the, red, as the bird flu, right? Because nah, there could be many red eyes. Yeah, I'm good. Fever? Nah, I'm good. Cough? I smoked. I smoked Sore heavy. throat? Nah, I'm good. Runny or stuffy nose? Nah, I'm good. Muscle or body aches? Nah, I'm good. Headaches? Nah, I'm good. Fatigue? I'm always tired. Shortness of breath? Nah, I'm good. Less common symptoms include diarrhea? Nah. If you don't want to get diarrhea here because there's no toilet paper. So <laughs> please don't get the bird the flu while paper. being here. Uh, nausea, <laughs> vomiting. And see, it sounds kind of like, like COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I, I don't know. Is this, you, a, is this a work? Yeah, we could be. Right, right. Yeah, but that's from what you've done throughout your career, yeah, right? We know that, you know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. how do you know it's not from a bird? Yeah. It could be from a bird. Yesterday it was from wrestling, and today it's influenza. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Well, there we go. Well, we know. Well, now we know why the price of eggs is through the roof, right? Because they're killing all the birds. <laughs> killing that's all the, the birds. That was, now that's the headline of the whole story is when you said they were massacring chickens. Right, I right. I'm worried about the protein supply. Interesting. It's yeah. a good point. I'm worried about the chickens. Oh, jeez, whatever. Is there any point in that you feel <laughs> worried that maybe there will be a zombie apocalypse? From this type of stuff, like sooner or later, like someone's going to be a zombie. Oh, absolutely, out. I'm. I'm worried that we're going to be living on artificial food in about 20 years. You know, like, you know, what is this? These, this, these new 
burgers they have that they're trying to you know sell us on like oh it's not really meat but it's great right. it's like this is going to be all our food in about 20 years through, i can see it i don't know i don't know i just feel like there's going to be some i'm worried that there's going to be some reason for a lack of resources or maybe too many people right. or not i don't know i don't know but this is all stuff that like like you said i don't know you Hold can get worried you can the, worry the, sick about it fan, but it may never mic is good i'm sorry chris they were saying yeah, yeah, yeah. your mic was out good yeah. keep going brother i'm sorry I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's early. You expect them. Look, I'm not a zombie guy. Yeah. Well, okay. You oh, really zombie get... apocalypse. Well, uh, I think COVID was very telling when you had people raiding the grocery stores for supplies, and we weren't even anywhere close to that kind of, uh, you know what I mean? Like a Hanson. I don't know. I just feel like not a zombie apocalypse, but I could see the, the breakdown of civilization. Yes. And that was like the early sign, very early yes. signs of it. Like, oh. Okay, so what, what happens to the first signs is, oh, people go shopping and buy everything. They buy all the meat, all the cleaning products. All the toilet all paper. So they can go bunker down and uh, nobody, and the worst part is in big cities, nobody considers anybody else. Like maybe in your smaller communities, right. everybody look out for each other. But yeah, like in LA. Free for people, all. Yeah, like, you know, you had single dudes buying 20 pounds of meat. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, and then, you know, families come in and they can't feed, you know, it, the whole thing. Yeah, but Anyways. Chris, you bring up some really good points, though, right? Because, you know, living on artificial food, I don't know if you're aware, but like Monsanto, they've marketed, like they've cornered, right? You Farmers can't even farm anymore because the seeds are so uh, genetically altered now that a natural seed won't work anymore. They don't grow in our soil anymore. Really? So I think you bring up a, a really uh, important point and a very scary point to begin with. So when you use, you know, Weed Be Gone and stuff like that, that's the shit Monsanto makes, right? Yeah. That shit is altering everything on the planet, right? It's altering the soil. It's altering the plants. So you've got bugs. They're eating the plants. And then we, you know, back in the 40s, 50s, we used some kind of like anti-bug spray. I don't know what you want to call it. And then they become immune to it, just like we will become immune to things, right? You can eat a bunch of McDonald's and, you know, sooner or later, you know, you might live to 50 instead of dropping dead at 30 years old, right? Mm. So my point is, is that Monsanto has uh, altered so much stuff to keep, you know, and now the bugs, you know, it's the only thing that can stop bugs from eating your crops. How's that? It was a better explanation. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing... Um... Yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think about, but I mean, you know, as far as a literal zombie apocalypse, I don't see that happening, you know, unless, Maybe. I don't know, you know, the closest thing to zombies I've seen is, you know. Me, you go, right now. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys might see it in the big cities, you know, you see, when you see homeless people who are on meth, yeah. that's the closest thing yeah. you're seeing to a zombie yep. or, or whatever, because they're literally just, they ain't got shoes on, they're yelling at absolutely nothing, right. and they're not... They can't, like, even they're partake. All, they're all, like, tweaked out. They got those white lips. Exactly. And like, yeah, it's, it's scary. It's scary stuff. But, seen a few? Um, <laughs> I've seen a few of those tweakies. Yeah, you had, you know, you had me thinking about something else, but I, I lost my thought, I guess, <laughs> early on the, in the morning. It's nothing like getting interviewed at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Well, it's 5.30 Overburn Pacific time, too, Overburn for me, so I'm still adjusting. in zombie apocalypses. Kudos. I'm sure that was at the top of your mind this morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, I had no idea <laughs> where we were going. This, 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 this guy! What's Listen, next? We don't do wrestling shoots, right? Wait, but, and by the way, can, well, more yeah. kudos to you. Love the hair. Yes. Much better <laughs> yes. than the short hair. Yes, I like it, it is. I like it. It's, it's voluptuous yeah, and luxurious. He was bringing that up, too. <laughs> you know, I, it really started with just, I, 
absolutely hate getting haircuts. Even since I was a little kid. Yeah. One of my earliest photos is me in a barber chair, bawling my eyes out, just so scared of these scissors by my head. Right. But like, anyways, I just figured, you know, I'm going to stop getting haircuts and I'll see what happens. But I never thought I'd actually go long again. But I actually, you know, I started liking it. Actually. Yeah. So I, and it, it goes kind of into, you know, you want to evolve. Like, you don't want to... You know, it's one thing, you don't want to look the same in your 20s as you did in your 30s, your 30s, the 40s. And well, it felt like a, a good little evolution for me. Being a yeah. bodybuilder, though, was it, did, did you feel you had to have the short hair? Because it kind of was that, well, no, that here's, type of industry. You know, well, here's the thing. So I grew it long because when I was young, I decided I wanted to wrestle and everybody had long hair. But then it was funny. First of all, I, my long hair was terrible when I was like 18. As I was telling you, mm -hmm. I, I didn't, you know, you don't know how to take care of it. You don't know what you're doing. So it just looked awful. And then kind of short hair went in in wrestling. Like everybody started cutting their hair. It was like right around Orton and Cedar and all of us. Right. So it was just like perfect for me because I didn't look great with long hair either that young. I felt like, my, you know, my face hadn't uh, matured enough and stuff. So I actually got a haircut then at uh, 19 and then, you know. Well, genetically, you look like you have all your hair. Like, you know, yeah. again, when we get to a certain age, I'm always looking at men and going, these guys have doll head at this point. Right, you know. <laughs> doll head. You know, doll head, right? It's got Yo, like big yeah, yeah, strands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like checking out. I'm like, oh, this guy's got a full oh, head of no, hair. No doll it, head going on this guy. It's, no. Well, people who really know me, it, no, it's been, it's been the fight of a lifetime because genetically I don't like, you know, I don't have good genetics. Like it runs on my... Uh, what is it? If it runs on your mom's side, as far as as far as hair goes, hair, hair Otherwise, loss. You're doing okay. Yeah, oh yeah, genetics. no genetics in that yeah. department. But the hair thing was always a concern. But yeah. you know, yeah. so I've had to do every kind of maintenance or uh, you know preventative uh, work and all of that. To what just, was that thing you said is really good for hair? Coll collagen. Oh, uh, you know, well, collagen is not collagen. just it's not just good for hair, but that's one of the main things. Like collagen is just a great supplement that like okay. any athlete should be taking. But even regular folks, it's just it's basically bone broth. Okay. And but mm. like we don't get enough of that in our diet, and what that stuff is great for is your hair, your skin, your um, connective tissue, and all that stuff. And I and I'm new to taking it myself, but like after I did the research on it, I was like, oh my god, like every one of my peers and coworkers should be taking this. And mm. I'm just gonna you know tell anybody who could listen. And I'm not like being paid by anybody. I'm just this is just information I'm passing along. So instead of looting houses and stuff like that and taking from people, you're actually trying to give back to society, right? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I try to do what I can, man. You know what I mean? Like, I never thought about looting houses. I will say that. Well, there you go. Well, if you didn't notice, Chris, this is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, along with his oh, partner, yeah. Bart Griggs, make up the band <gasps> Wisteria Hall. Bart, they man. sing such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life Not Far Behind, and Here yeah. Comes Rain. You yeah. can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube Same. page. Play. Hear them on Spotify. Oh. Download their music from Apple Music or Reverb Nation. And if you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Faro, where you can catch Monty and Faro and the Monty and Faro YouTube page, where over 2 million views are seen. The Monty yeah. and Faro Facebook Live pages on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty and Faro Twitch TV page. And if you live lucky enough to live in New York, lucky. which today is not a good day to no. be living in New York. Freezing. It is freezing. Catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 11.30 a.m. And Channel 20 at Tuesdays at 7 p.m. where over 150,000 fans see us weekly. We're everywhere. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break where the fans are waiting for this wrestling icon. Who's that? 
That's you, brother. <laughs> now, before we start, after the break, what? do you want to be called Chris Adonis? Do you want to be called Chris Masters? Ooh. Or do you just want yeah. to be called... You can just call me Chris. Chris. Just yeah. call me Chris. Just call me Chris. That's or, a name. That's you know, a or you can call me Mr. Peace. There you go, Mr. Peace. <laughs> there you go. You know what? I think I'll... Just call me Chris. That's a name. Call me Chris. Forget the young rock. We could do like a young... Just call me Chris. Just okay. call me Chris. Oh, that, oh, I and like And we could that. talk about how do you like to get your hair cut. That like would be I an like episode. That. Well, we, okay. that's, Chris that, gets a haircut. That's much down the line, man. That's much down the line. We got to accomplish some stuff and we'll come back to that idea. All right, you yeah. got it. There we go. Just call me Chris. We shall return in a masterful Sir? moment. Ah. Manscaped? Uh-huh. Did you work on uh, You know? No, we just Have you out. tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped, what are you thinking about Love Manscaped, it. dude? Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. The only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pick. Manscaped there, is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man, it's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to uh, go do I know a deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather going. have her be hairless or a little hair racing stripe or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush <laughs> racing well, stripe. retro bush is out yes thank you retro bush is out yeah um i don't mind a small well manicured landing strip <laughs> every now and then if it's completely and i'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where is that pedophilia line you that know, I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both sides I, of that. Landing? I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. Oh, yeah, look but, what you found. Ooh. I got to be all gotcha. honest though. Hey. The, ah. <laughs> the older I get, though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, I as, found it. Have, I found have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just Absolutely. Retro? You're like whoa. Wow. Yeah, like, like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the <laughs> courage. This is a trooper. Yeah. This is a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him an yeah, Not all. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, no, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> listen, can't, I couldn't. I Super couldn't Bush. Say, I couldn't say it. Well. If you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but with that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and anyway. we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a drop kick second. A uh, drop kick. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by because wine is your second favorite four letter word california wine new york attitude good fucking wine yeah all right welcome back to long island's number one pro wrestling broadcast where we're welcoming 
this pro wrestling icon. That is me. We'll call him. We're just going to call him Chris so we don't step over any just boundaries. Call me Chris. Welcome, call Chris. Me Chris. Just call him Chris. Oh. Wait a second. Spidey, what name are you going to put up under him? Just Chris? Yeah, just oh. call, just call me Chris. Is there a graphic here? There's a graphic here. Yeah. Oh, there's graphics. Let's go yeah. just call me Chris. Just, I like it. Wait. I mean, people. Hey. So you come to New York. Yes. And you bring us freezing weather. Thank you so much. Oh, that's my fault now. Yes. That's you what the news what? said. That's what the news said. Honestly, Chris has landed. We saw it on social media, and the temperature dropped that's by 40 why we're degrees. Cold this morning? <laughs> People were warning me all week coming out here because they had seen the reports yeah. that it was going. Yeah. Oh, even Eric actually had texted me during the week just letting me know, like, it's going to be freaking cold. So, I mean, and I still didn't bring a winter coat. This is I brought this, and then I brought, like, you know, three other layers of stuff. But you yeah, came from California, so, right? Yes. I mean, uh, but you 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 working with Sims this weekend, right? Yes, and yes. Uh, is he putting the heat on in the car at least to keep you warm, or no, is he kind of no. cheating? He's out putting there? the heat on, but like it, you I just know, figured he fought a couple of times. It's funny because he told me to be ready to leave at six fifteen, and right. he was very stressed <laughs> that time. It was a very hard time. Like we have to be out hard six fifteen. You know what time we left? What time? Like six thirty-seven. Wow, I'd be annoyed. Shit. That's that's my whole. Where'd he but come from? Not, not my fault. I'm in the lobby. Oh, he's going to pass the heat on. He's going to pass the heat on to somebody else, of yeah, course. Yeah, there you go. The but, point but, is, but, I could have got 20 more minutes. Here we go. Oh, uh, you see, he's <laughs> just... I had a flat tire. Yeah, but... See, what Eric is feeling to understand is that that's his assistant, so the heat still falls on him. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. That's right. When you manage people, you're ultimately responsible. Yeah. Hey, I was on time. I was perfectly on time. Ready? Hey, I, your hair was your hair was dry. Oh, everything. My hair was dry. I was. It perfect. takes a while too. It does. Hey, so when, you when understand? You, well, you can't just with long hair. You no. can't just shower and then walk out. No, you cannot. No. 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 And very true. By the way, when the interview's done, just go check his trunk. He has a whole bunch of toilet paper back there. Who does, Eric? <laughs> do you? Could you bring a roll inside? Hey, they need some toilet paper, man. You need to bring some. I actually do have it. Oh, good. Bring a roll to the studio. Yeah, Could seriously, you, I'll, pay you, I'll pay you the price. $5 a roll. You seriously, though, you guys need to switch paper, to baby wipes. Or that way, baby you, wipes, if you yeah. do more flushable wipes, yeah. you can cut back on your TP, and it's just, just much cleaner, yeah, honestly. It is. Like, you don't want but to what just... do you do for the environment? Like, what do you throw it in the garbage? Or... No, they're, they're flushable. The they're flushable. Yeah, they're flushable, uh, but, like, you know, it's just much more cleanly, and then, uh, you know, I don't know, with TP, you just look at it. You guys are out of TP because you've used so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> I always knew somebody was full of shit. Anyway. Aye, aye, aye. So, Chris, uh, yeah. unfortunately, Thursday we lost uh, pro wrestling legend Lanny Poffo. Yeah. Um, did you meet Lanny? Did you know Lanny at all? I met him um, a couple times, but I didn't know um, him very well. But I obviously knew of him, of his family, of Macho and uh it's sad it, it just it feels like it's just tough because over the last couple of years i feel like we've had more loss than my whole life i think so it's just kind of i don't know it's just different now like i mean everyone is hard but it's just wow we lost another one you know yeah. and some like the briscoe one was just so tragic to me it was hard to even look at yeah. just because of the family and then um it's just so out of nowhere and but, you know, at the same time, you also kind of, you can't help but get, I don't want to say numb to them because they all hurt in different ways, but it's just like, you're not, man, it's hard to get surprised by somebody dying uh, unless it's a Briscoe situation or something like that, where it's just completely out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And they're young and able-bodied. 
But um, so I don't know. You know, it's like there's a callus developing. And then even before the last couple of years, just being involved with professional wrestling, you guys obviously know the history of it. And so you've seen a lot of people go. And so, I mean, it's just one of those things, man. You know, it just sucks. Another, we lost another one. And, you know, they never feel good. At this stage of your life, do you sometimes worry about the career choice you made? I mean, so many guys in your business just get cut short. Do you, do you ever worry no, about that? No, because I had one foot in and one foot out of the reckless kind of generate. I don't want to say reckless, you know, but like, you know, a lot of the, it was a completely different vibe when I first came in and, you know, the guys I grew up watching and stuff. I mean, it was much more of the rock star lifestyle is a much, a lot more reckless and some of them explained it to me like this it's like now we know that wrestling is here and it's going to live forever but back then they didn't know if it was going to be over tomorrow and that's the way they treated it and that's the way they live life but um so I saw that side of it but I also have seen the side now where you know we've all we've cleaned up professional wrestling we don't have all of these um issues we don't have people passing out you know in the locker rooms anymore and so and in you know, I followed suit, luckily, you know what I mean? Like, I had my um, early issues in my 20s and stuff like that, but now, I mean, um, you know, I barely even touch alcohol. You know what I mean? It's I'm not the – I wouldn't say I'm the picture of health, I, you know what I mean? But I'm not reckless anymore either. Like, I don't drink, I don't party, I take care of myself, and I think that um, – you know, some of those past decisions could have done me in, and, you know, knock on wood, I, I came out luckily without – any, I think, long-term da damage, at least not yet. There are wild, obviously, 80s and 90s rock star type stories involving wrestlers partying, the drugs, the women. What was, was it? Was it wild when you first got into the WWE scene? I mean, this is now the age of Cena, and mm. and Lesnar and Orton. Was it? Was it as crazy as? You no, know? it was nothing. Like, it was nothing like what you heard of the '80s and the '90s. But every once in a while, things got wild, and it was fun. And that's why I'm glad I got to see both because, um, and it was just very seldom. Like the wildest times I can remember in WWE, honestly, were you know sometimes the WrestleMania parties, but actually more specifically, it was the uh, the tribute, the the flight over to the tribute to the troops. I mean, we just got, I mean, you've heard some of the stories, like, mm. I mean, you know, just think about it, you know, flight, just wrestlers, you got cases of alcohol, and, you know, it was the only time I've ever seen Vince really let his hair down was on those flights, and it was just... So so you say that, so we, you know, obviously the, the plane ride from hell was on dark side of the ring. Yeah. Uh, in your moments on your your flights to Saudi... Uh, what like any any stories that happen on the I plane? Just, it was similar like... stuff, but it wasn't. It didn't sound so bad as like the the plane ride from hell because I don't know. Was that a that wasn't a commercial flight? That was literally just the wrestlers in the. It was a wrestler flight. And oh. I don't think uh, I don't think neither Linda or Vince were on a flight, even though people try to report. You they know, were. The, the things that stand out in my head from that um, were uh, there were some things that were kind of sucked, but like. You know, there's a lot of funny stuff, you know what I mean? Like Vince instigating a, uh, a shoot wrestling match between CM Punk and Shelton Benjamin. And then it, it went, it actually went from Shelton Benjamin to Carlito because of some kind of cross drama there with Maria. So like, yeah, and then, you know, somebody's sleeping on a hammock and getting their hammock cut. I'm not going to say any of the names uh, involved in that. And then... Well, go back to Punk, like the... 
did Benjamin just beat the shit out of Punk and Punk just cried and said, uh, let me go and let me sit out and eat popcorn? Man, I don't know how <laughs> serious. To, I mean, this is on one of those plays. You don't even have a lot of room to work with. But right. I mean, from what I remember, I mean, I think they did grapple a little bit, but like nobody's going to beat Shelton Benjamin. You know yeah, I mean? really. Like, anyway, and that and it basically was amateur wrestling too. So like, I don't know. And then, you know, Vince, I mean, one of the funniest parts was I remember we were in Germany coming back from Afghanistan and because we would stop there and you know we would stop at the base and man there was this nice restaurant we go to and everybody was drinking and it just turned into this big karaoke thing like led by Vince to the and they, he was having such a great time that like it was time to go and the captain was ready and everything and they were like threatening or no they, they wanted us to go and Vince got so hot that he was like threatening to you know, buy the plane and all kinds. Of, you know what I mean? He yeah, did right. not. He did not want to leave, and it was just like I don't know. I just never seen. It. <laughs> like, what, what what was what was it like uh, performing for the troops? What what did it feel like? Was it special for you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's exactly what you might have heard in terms of it being. Um, it's not just people saying it for because it sounds like the babyface thing to say. It's or actually, this is what Vince said, and this will. Uh, put it in perspective, Vince would say, oh, before going there, that the tribute to the troops is the biggest thing we do, even, I think, over WrestleMania, which sounds crazy, right? You're like, what? Like, because WrestleMania is WrestleMania, but, mm -hmm. like, when you actually go there and experience, you understand what he's saying. It's, it's not that, like, WrestleMania, obviously, is much more people and everything, but it was a bigger experience than yourself is what it is. You get there and you realize it doesn't matter how you feel about the war, politics, any of that. It's just, it's bigger than you. It's you performing for people who are doing tasks that are, you know, dangerous, sometimes mundane. And they're, it's, it's a different level of gratitude. Like when you wrestle for people and they enjoy it, that's great. But when you get real gratitude from people, which you every once in a while you see in the world, like I go to certain places, like, you know, and you'll, and that was one of them. Like the, the tribute to the troops, you could see how grateful they were to have us there, to have us perform, to have us, to be able to meet us and just to take them out of their everyday routine of what they were doing. So it was, yeah, it was every bit of all of that. Hmm. Kind of get a jump script here. Yeah. What did Vince McMahon mean to you, Chris? I mean, how did you, how did you look at Vince? Um, I, you know, the god of wrestling, essentially. I mean, and that's probably not the, the best way to put it, you know what I mean? But it just, it really is. I mean, he's the guy. He's, and so when you, when you perceive it like that, yeah, he can be a bit intimidating. And he's got a big presence, obviously. But, um, I mean, yeah, he's just, whether you love him or hate him. You know, when he, Vince had all these difficulties over the last half year, and I do autograph signings, and I'd hear fans kind of laying into him or, you know, just kind of wanting to discard him. I'd just be thinking to myself, like, even with my circumstances, regardless, like, and I don't have ill feelings or anything. Like, things didn't go perfect when I was there, obviously. But um, to not at least, you know, he's given so much, whether, regardless of how you feel about him, I mean, a lot of all of our fandom is based on what, you know, he's given us as far as, you know, these classic Right. And, you know, I mean, and he gambled everything in WrestleMania 1 and 2 to make it work. I mean, I just can't, you know, he's just, he is the guy over, you know, you can put 
say Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena, Hulk Hogan. I mean, Vince is probably Vince is up there alone, right? Yeah. Like he, because what's the common denominator in all of that? All those guys, Vince. Yep. Yep. How do you how do you feel about the allegations that were against him? Did it bother you, or could you not give a shit? Uh, it's well. I mean, it sucks. I don't know. You know. When you hear all these allegations from all these wrestlers, all these the Me Too movement in general, it, it sucks to hear. But like, I will. <laughs> I mean, I was just relieved that I know that, you know, there's nobody that's going to come out of the woodwork and say that I did anything inappropriate. And if they did, they'd be completely full of shit. There you go. Sorry, I don't know if I can curse on here. No, you can't. I, I, I looked at all this like no. I looked at. I, I'm not going to say Vince's was surprising. I don't know if any of them were surprising because I've. You know, coming up in professional wrestling was a rude awakening to the real realities of the world very quickly, just as far as how guys are and uh, whether you're in a family or not. And that's not all guys, obviously, but, it was, you know, it was a rude awakening to all that. And, you know, to me, again, it, it just it sucks, but it was like kind of nothing that I wasn't either kind of new or suspicious of. But again, I just looked at it like, all right, well. This ain't going to be an issue for me, so I just watch and... But, I mean, you're a good-looking guy, right? And you're with this internal family, right? To me, it's kind of difficult not to get involved with someone, I would think. How were you able to stay away from it? If you did, I don't know if you did or not. Oh, you mean... uh, Well, that's... Is, you're talking about, like, getting involved with somebody I don't mean sexually harassing someone or forcing someone. I'm saying actual relationship with another female. Well, no, it does. It happens a lot, but, like, it doesn't happen, like... You know, that doesn't mean everybody dates that somebody mm-hmm. within the business, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's, um, you know, I have a lot of friends who were have been in long-term relationships with people in the business, and, you know, I'm just kind of happy to say that I haven't just because it seems like it would be very difficult. It's difficult if you're in two different promotions for obvious reasons, and then it's difficult even if you're in the same promotion because mm-hmm. then you're now with that person all of the time, and I think that's a problem in itself because I think it's a healthy thing, obviously, to have some time. Like, when I was on the road with WWE, it, it was difficult to be gone that long. Like, I had a girl I got engaged to, but at the same time, it was almost like, man, every time I came home, it was like, it was so exciting. You know, you, you have time to miss the person, and then, you you know, mm. there's a lot to catch up on. And I don't know, so it's, you know, I always realized from that point, maybe it's not great to be gone four days, but it's good to have some time away. Mm. Great story I read about you, if you could elaborate. Um, Supposedly, you saved your mother from a burning house. What was that all about? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, wow. I heard you went... Farrell, you got to hear this. I heard he went into Hulk mode, man. He was like, you know what? Hulk used to rip the the doors off of cars to save people, like Bill Bixby or whatever. Would you break the master lock to get inside or something? I basically, it was like, uh, yeah, it was like the rip the tree out of the ground equivalent of a master. How, how did the fire? How did the fire start? All right, I mean, well, you, okay, this. this is a very long story, so I'm going to figure out how to go about telling you guys this, and without it taking too long. Well, the but, reduced version. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's many, the cable version. There well, you go. Uh, so there. Okay. Uh, basically I got a call from a neighbor saying that there was something going on with my, at my mom's place okay. you know, and that the police had been by. And so I tried to call and I didn't get an answer machine, an answer or anything, which was very unusual. uncharacteristic. Unusual. Uh, yeah, it's unusual <coughs> at that time. I should have got at least a message or something. Yeah. yeah. 
So then I leave the gym and I head straight there and I see that basically my uncle's locked out and uh, and because he was living with my mom at the time. Okay. And so basically I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but I quickly find out as I get there that my mom is barricaded or she's locked in the house and I try to make communication with whoever's locked in the house and the guy is just speaking I mean, he might as well. What was that church lingo where they go on into the crazy tongues? He's talking in yeah, tongues. Yeah, he might. He's, he's babbling he's borderline away. Borderline talking in tongues. He's just talking about how she's his mom too now, and like, yeah, he's talking madness. Like, Whoa! It, and I, really Whoa. quickly, I realized that he was on some kind of. Uh, he was on something. Okay. And so the situation was. It was difficult because I had to make a decision. Either I'm trying to get in there right there, and I'm trying to kick the door down. Or, you know, the cops were just there and had left. So that was also, like, puzzling to me. I'm like, how did the cops leave with this situation? Right. So I quickly read the situation and realized I probably, like, even me being this size, I don't think I'll be able to get the door down. Like, with the tennis shoes I was wearing, and which, fast forward later, was the right call. I ended up calling the cops. I asked them, you know, you guys were just here. What's going on? My mom is barricaded in her house, and there's some wacko in there. And he's talking about, because my mom yelled something about fire. So I quickly realized also that this guy's threatening the fucking set. The, sorry, I keep cursing. You can curse. It's okay. Fine. So this guy might be, he's trying to set a fire. Like she's basically kind of telling me that in broken, you know, in English. And so, sorry, I'm trying to get this through this story. You, you opened the, <laughs> but basically, okay. So the cops come back and they form a perimeter and they put me around the perimeter and they, uh, you know, they try to communicate, but it's not working. And then, you know, here's the key part. So they take, uh, they try to get the door down with a battering ram and they can't get it down. So right then and there, I was like, oh, thank God I didn't try to do this all myself. Because I was worried if I started doing it myself, he might kill her or set, or set this fire. And sure. then, then I'm really got no backup. So the battering ram takes about four tries and finally the door comes off its hinges. But obviously it's barricaded too. So it's like. And then this is the scariest part. So uh, as this is happening, I see a fire emanate from the corner window. And so I've already moved forward. And then now the door comes off the hinges. And what happens now is smoke comes burrowing out. And now this is the moment where my adrenaline went through the roof. Because, you know, this whole time I'm worried that she could possibly, like, you know, I'm like, she could come out of this or she, you know, this is obviously very dangerous. But that was the moment where I realized, oh, she'll die of smoke inhalation before even the fire. And it, and it just became very real that if I don't do something, she's going to die. So basically, uh, the first thing I did was I went, I grabbed the hose to where the fire was and the cop, I told the cop to break the window. <laughs> I stuck the hose where the fire was, which I don't even, that probably didn't even matter at all in the big picture. But then I come around to the front and like the cops can't progress because the smoke's burrowing. And I'm completely irrational in my mind because my mom's there. I'm like, well, you know, I'm thinking, what the hell? Like, get in there. Like, get in. And then, so, but they can't. Like, the smoke, you know what I mean? There's a lot of it already. And so, like, I realize what room she's in and that there's a tree blocking the window that we can get her out of. So, um, and then there's one other window. So they break the first window. There's no sign of her. And then there's this other window that's blocked by the tree. So I grab the tree and I basically freaking break it out of the ground and like pull it down to the, out of the floor, basically, and to the ground. Then they break that window. You know, it's almost like she was building up because you don't see her. You don't see her. All of a sudden she pops up. I'm like, oh my God, scooped her up, took her about 50 feet from the scene, 
you know, and then, you know, they got into a little wrestling match pulling him out, and I went over there and kind of got my best version of a RKO punt kick to the head. Nice, nice. When I saw an opening, and uh, that was it, man. And But, I mean, that moment right there, you know, people have asked me about this story, and I have to tell. It was even on Good Morning America, man. Yeah, I've never yeah. received this kind of positive press, but um, that moment, again, where the smoke came burrowing out from the door, and the cops had to essentially kind of backpedal was just, that was the moment where, you know, people talk about like that adrenaline or that super rush. That's the moment for me where that really came through. Amazing. I want to go back again. I was, I was thinking about this. Uh, you were in the WWE at the same time as Ashley Massaro, correct? Yeah. Did you have a relationship with Ashley at all? I mean, relationship like as a friend, did you yeah, know her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was very nice. She okay. traveled with um, me and she rode with me and Orton a couple of times, just, you know. So, uh, you know, un unfortunately, she took her life, as we all know. Um, but there is a story about when she was in Kuwait that she claimed that she was sexually assaulted. Did she ever mention that to you or No, anybody? but we were, you, I don't think we had a relationship where she would bring that up to me. We weren't, mm -hmm. like, close on that Were level. you shocked when you heard that story, her, 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 that's, of her that allegations? Story, I don't remember the details of it now, but I have heard that story, and it was, um, it was a bit alarming. That one and shocking to me, like that one did surprise me. But I don't, I, again, I don't remember the details off the top of my head. But I remember it's pretty awful. Whatever was said. Did you did you ever notice she was having these type of mental breakdowns or problems, or she always seemed upbeat while no, while but like it's uh, it's hard to tell. Sometimes you can't tell with people up there, or you're so wrapped up in kind of what you're doing, maybe, or you know, like you you really kind of put on a mask. I think a lot of times when you're working there, like you almost have to be. Uh, I don't want to say you walk in and you be like, I have to be the masterpiece Chris Masters from the minute I go to leave, but you kind of have to, you know what I mean? Or at least you have to, um, you know, you don't always want to show vulnerability. You know what I mean? That's not always, especially in the locker room I came up in where it was guys who were, you know, not the video game generation that mm. we have now, but again, the more, the more rough yeah. kind of rough and tough, you know, pay your dues generation and, but when you reflect back, right, because you have this internal family, you talk. we talked earlier about Poffo and Briscoe, for example. Uh, do, you, do you think to yourself after you find out she took her life, like, man, did I not see something? Could I have helped her? Or is it like, hey, look, I didn't have that sort of relationship with her? Um, it was both. Both probably because, I don't know, I just don't think it's just one of those things, you know what I mean? It's hard to help somebody when, when they're having issues that are that deep. Um you know, you'd have to really be close to that person to help them in that, you know what I mean? Like, and because, you know, they're not going to open up to you about stuff like that. So, like, I just don't feel like I ever got to a point where, you know, if me and Ashley were close enough then or, or a lot closer, then I would have felt exactly what you were saying. I felt like, man, why didn't I? But, like, I was just kind of never in a position to know that, like, oh, man, that she was really suffering from that. So I just, you know, I know that there's nothing that I could have done. But, you know, if there, anybody that close to me did it, that was really close, that I, the, you know, you would almost hope that you would be able to see the signs. And that would only happen through being, having conversation or seeing that pe person every so often or, or whatever. Hmm. How about Benoit? What'd you think about that? Did you see any signs with Chris Benoit? I, I don't think uh, it's a big problem saying this. I mean, I pretty much assumed right away that Chris did what he did and it's not because he was a bad guy really but I just I couldn't see I was worried about it I didn't know for sure I was worried about it I didn't see 
what else could have happened. I don't. I didn't see somebody kind of just killing the whole family. So I. It was it was shocking, and all I remember was hoping that it wasn't him who did it, and then finding out the next morning it was him who did it, and then just being like, and I just always kind of reflect back, and it, you know, instances like this have really shown me to trust my gut, especially now at this age. When I shook his hand, there was an intense energy to him that felt very uncomfortable to me, and I've now learn to trust this instinct like wholeheartedly especially at this age now more than ever um you know it's not something anybody has to say to you or do sometimes you just feel a bad energy about somebody when they're in a room or, or whatever there's an intensity about them so there was this bad bad energy you felt, felt from him there was an intensity to him when i shook his hand and looked into his eyes that just made me uh i don't know there was just questions like whoa interesting like, whoa. that's crazy. and like you that's know it, it's just overall but i like everybody else i mean man you look at his i respect his work and all of that but sure. i just but do you th do you think when something happens like that, like you know, you still see these wrestling fans? Oh, I love Chris Benoit. Do you think at some point, like when you do something like that, you've just washed away everything that was positive about you? Period. Like well, you respect his wrestling, has but an asterisk. it's hard because now it's hard to talk about Benoit mm -hmm. without some degree thinking about all of this. Sure. Like so, like even if WWE hadn't wiped the history book of him. It doesn't matter because anytime we bring up uh, even Chris's work, you're just like, fuck, they killed his family. Like, it's yep. just, I yep. just don't think there's anything we can do about it. Like, he kind of did it to himself through what he did where, like, yeah. you can't praise him without also, like, it's like you can't, like, think about it. Anybody who brings up anything about him, it's like you almost feel like you can't without referring to, oh, man. But, you know, right. or at least even thinking it. Sure. Well, well, like, you know, and I'm again, he wasn't a bad guy, man. He seemed, it was just, there was an intensity to him. There was something was, missing. That was uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. then, uh, so, and I'm not saying I encounter people like that all the time. It's just more, I've learned to trust my instincts on, like, if there's an energy about somebody that feels off, like, you know, even if they're nice to me, you know, I'll be, you know, I'll take a back step and so, all. So on the other end, and I'm not trying to compare this, but like you worked with John Cena, right? Which, you know, we consider probably one of the final all-time greats in the industry. Yeah. But again, we're yeah. just fans. We know nothing. What was your feeling when you met John Cena? And or is it true to the rumors that John would try to hold back people such as yourself because of your look and the possibility of you taking his spot? Uh, you know, I would have never thought that at the time. Like, cause I always, when at that time, I just was like, dude, you're the world champion. You're John Cena. Like, and even when I, people would say that about Hunter and I always thought the same thing. I was just like, man, you're Hunter. But it's, you look back at certain instances and you could kind of, you could make a case for that. But like, you know, still uh, in my mind, it still refers back to like, man, but you, or, you know what I mean? Like, what do you have to worry about? Because you've done so, I you know, you just, it's hard to look at some of the guys who've had that much success and think that they should worry about anybody. But, like, at the same time, you're almost being foolish to think that there's not some of that. And, like, if you read between the lines. And now, like, I can look back. It's funny because you get older and you do get smarter, man. Wait, can you elaborate on an instance where, like, you're looking back, you go, wait a minute. Yeah, this guy did do this crap to me. Well, I don't... 
I don't want to create clickbait or anything. Like, I know you want me to. No, 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 no. This is not this is not the game we played. I'm just wondering. I, you know, I just you know I can know with Cena, for instance. But like you know, Cena also had reasons not to like me because I can understand. Like, we were very different. We were oil and um, water. I mean, he's a Massachusetts guy. I'm a California guy, and like, and also you know there were things about my work ethic. I'm sure that he. Um, question and probably rightfully so at that point you know what I mean like you know because I've uh, you know there are certain points where you know I've grown a lot and I can look back at myself sometimes and be like oh you know what I mean there was a lot more you could have been given at certain times that you didn't unfortunately you know what I mean so but like at the same time we still we just didn't mesh but like you know I just had a difficult time because I worked with HBK who was my all-time favorite wrestler and like we worked so great together and then I would f work with Cena around the same time and it would almost flip-flop, you know, I'd be in tag matches or singles. And it was just such a task with Cena though. And Cena would try to call me out for it. And I even remember Sean coming to my defense one time and being like, well, I had no problem with him, which I was like, thank you. But I think also a thing with Cena is, I think he's very, very, if he, even if you watch the show, he's very OCD. And like, I think he even got, and he would get like that in wrestling matches, especially if he wasn't working with someone that was better than him, like a Sean or a Triple H or something like that. So when he was working with me, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, I could have a great match with Sean. Sean was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and he could work with anybody. But like with Cena, like, yeah, he had a little more experience than me, but not much. And yeah, he was over as hell, but his overness wasn't a reflection of where he was at in the artistry of professional wrestling right. yeah sure so yeah, like yeah. you know i don't want to say it was the blind leading the blind but it was just like you know there was no Shawn michaels in there to kind of uh you know help things out when need be and and then with john cena being that ocd right you know but what's so amazing right it's 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 great that you say this but it's like Shawn michaels who had this huge reputation of being probably one of the biggest pricks in the industry and would hold people down you saw a different side of Shawn michaels you saw the change Shawn michaels then Oh, yeah, and thank God, because it would be so disappointing, you know, because, you know, you always hear the saying about you don't want to meet your idols and stuff. You know, I'm pretty, I don't know what it would have been like to work, meet the first Sean, and I can't even put, wrap my head around that, because that was the one, you know, I grew up idolizing. That. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. But I am happy that I was able to, um, the work experience I had with him was, like, so pleasant, man. Like, it was just, but I, I kind of threw it out there right from the get-go. Like, I let him know pretty early on that I was, a, he was my guy, and, you know, I think I resided some of his promos on him and stuff like that, and it was more just because I just wanted him to know, hey, if I say anything stupid, that might be, you know, because you're, when you're young at that age, there were a lot of little things, there's an etiquette, and there's a lot of little things that can get you heat, especially when you look the way I did, and you're getting a push, and so, like, I would constantly find myself, like, stepping in my own shit, like, saying stuff, that, you know, wasn't even that bad, but, like, you know, it rubs somebody the wrong way and gets you heat. So I was just, like, I just wanted to make sure with him, like, hey, you know, I didn't say literally this, but it was me kind of establishing, like, I have the utmost respect for mm. you. So if I do or say anything stupid, just know it's not, you know, you are my guy. You know, please just, you know what I mean? Just know that going into this. And But, like, we never had any issues, man. It was, like, so much fun. Like, I can't even tell you the different little challenges that I ended up having to um, go through working him. Cause we worked all over the world and there were always like various, like I remember there was one match where uh, he, they kind of challenged me, him and Nate to not bump him, not even one time. 
in the whole match. Oh, and this was funny. I remember walking into the locker room one time and Sean and Nate are dressing and I and I walk into the locker room. I'm like, so we got a bump in HBK or a non-bump in HBK tonight? And Ric Flair just couldn't believe it. Like he was like, he, he was like dying laughing. But like he was just, it was just more like how, like, cause he, I like, I'd work with both of them, but I don't think he hadn't heard, heard some of the one-on-one -on -one conversations I had with Sean. So it was one of those things like, you know, this freaking kid is talking to you like that. What <laughs> the, you know, he couldn't, and he made such a big word, big deal about it. But um, little things like that. And then I remember one time Sean's brace got, we were in Ireland and his brace broke, his knee brace. So we had to work a match in Dublin, Ireland where we didn't run him at all. And like the only time we ran him is that one little sequence for the flipper, you know, the reverse. And uh, and then, you know, another thing was just, you know, it got to the point pretty early on where Sean just let me kind of be the quarterback of the match and call the whole match, which was crazy. I mean, you know, like I couldn't even really, it was hard to call the match without phrasing it every kind of thing I'd call it in the form of a question because of who he was right but like man you know so i mean you couldn't ask if you were to work with your childhood hero you couldn't ask for a better work experience wow yeah. wow now you're presently in the nwa right now what's up are you still with the nwa oh right yeah now? oh yeah how I, is it working with billy corgan nwa's been just a total blessing and uh, it's been I've really enjoyed it. Billy is a wrestling fan and he's constantly like trying different ideas out. And he's also like, I can tell through hearing him talk that he perceives wrestling through the same scope as I do. And like, what's kind of important to us is, you know, like storytelling, selling, physicality, it's like, you know, it's a bit more old school, but I don't want to say like old school because I don't feel like we have a dated product. You know what I mean? I feel mm. like all, all our talent are some of uh, the best workers in the world. And, you know, the best worker doesn't consist of somebody who just does uh, cool moves and high spots. You know what I mean? What you learn about the art of wrestling is it's not, that's part of it. But like really the art of wrestling is the nuance. You know what I mean? It's the selling. It's the... Uh, you know what I mean? It's the emotions. It's what you do in between the moves. It's like that little bit of, uh, it's almost hard to explain, but it's like, even it's, uh, it's almost like no wasted motion. You know what I mean? You can see it in somebody's footwork, like all those little nuanced things. If I was to lay that out, that's what, and the believability, man, like being able to get the audience, like, it's not about just getting to get them to say, holy shit. It's about getting them to believe in whatever the conflict is in the ring. Right. You know what I mean? And so the art or the suspension of disbelief will never die. And, like, so go go back to what you were saying. I think that's what NWA represents. If you watch our brand, it's physical. Um, we got some great guys with a lot of experience, and we got some great up-and-comers. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I love our crew. I love... Uh, you know, there's a, lot, I, there's a lot of people I work with there who I was in the OVW system with. Okay. Were you, were you worried when Nick Aldis decided to step away from the organization? How did you feel about that whole situation between him and Corrigan? No, I wasn't worried because things between Nick and Billy were brewing for a long time. They hadn't been seen eye to eye. And also, I kind of felt like Nick's going to have more opportunities in the business. You know what I mean? Like, it felt like I think he was the champion for such a long time mm. that... You know, if he, even if he stayed around, he would have been probably looking for 
either fresh people to work or kind of a different scenario. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I think I'm very optimistic about the future because I just feel like uh, right now we have, there's just, there's a good energy around what we're doing. And I think, you know, everybody just wants, uh, you know, we all want our ind individual success, but we want it. It's, it doesn't, that's not, uh, individually it's also for the benefit of nwa wrestling you know what i mean the things it can be mutually beneficial which is the way it should be can corrigan carry the ball though and get you guys there is corrigan a level of a vince mcmahon or a, need i even say a tony Khan? is he even at every show considering this is the singer of smashing pumpkins i would think that he's got a lot going on i mean does he is he really <laughs> at every show? well funny is that you have it we just did our first live power and he wasn't there but he was supposed to but there was a lot of weather issues no but billy's hands-on he's been uh almost every show i've been to there's only been a couple he hasn't been to and um how is he with the boys compared to vince i mean you've seen the ultimate promoter with vince i mean how is he with the boys is he more like a friend to them like yes, like, our, much, like we fear our coach from the jets maybe right, hey right. buddies let's all go bowling yeah. or is he more like you know hey no you I, know you work I, for me let's no he's not like that okay i like Billy, okay. billy's energy is much he comes from a place of uh, passion but also a place of respect okay yeah you know i mean like you can tell that um he's passionate about pro wrestling but he also approaches the talent with the respect of knowing that, you know, they are the professional is wrestlers. He, is he know? interested in a killer two-man announcing crew? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, like, hey, killer. You never, Dude. Hey, you, hey, you never know, man. Like, I know Thank our, you. I know what, what, right, right now I know we got Joe Galley, who I think is, like, if you hear some of Joe's work, man, from mm -hmm. a uh, play-by-play -play standpoint, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, he is really freaking awesome. Like, I'm really a big fan and him. Him, Velvet has been, uh, Velvet Sky Velvet has also Sky. been on the team, and mm -hmm. Tim Storm, who's a mm -hmm. freaking great guy. But no, we, I mean, we have. All right, you got to be shows. honest here, though, and I'm trying to be respectful. You name so, I love Velvet. I do. Oh. Um, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. But I got to tell you, I got to pass on Austin Idol, though. <laughs> I just, I just think the Austin guy Idol? just doesn't have the, 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 the chops to be an announcer. Uh, well, I, I, I the Pharaoh. You can take the fifth. Well, That's you, okay. No, That's you fair. Know, well, I just think Austin Idol, <laughs> like, because Austin Idol, a big part of his whole thing was talking. I just think it's one of those things where um, those type of characters aren't always the best for commentary because mm. it's very him-centric, I think, mm. right? I, I get it, but it's like, okay, to me, Austin Idol's relevant, right? Because yeah. I'm old. He was dirt, awesome back right? in the day. Sure. But, sure. And I know they're trying to keep that whole NWA feel, but to me... The newer fan doesn't know who Austin Idol is, and he's not very good at it. And again, I'm not asking you to comment. I'm just giving you my opinion. But on the other hand, I think Velvet Sky is crazy good, crazy good. And she, but like, and she's just like she's getting better too. Even like I, like I just made a reel for our Knoxville show, like for my Instagram, and so you know I have to watch some of these things like multiple times. So, but but it really makes it start standing out to you, like, oh, what sounds good, and like, you know, when I hear but, her comments. But that's my point. Mm. You're Chris Masters, or you know, Chris Adonis. You are the real deal. You've got some real deal wrestlers here. But everybody knows the announcers can make the wrestlers, and if you don't have that quality announcing, it's a problem. That's my opinion. That's all. Yeah, and man, again, like, I just I want you guys to check. The, well, I guess you you've heard some of them, but like Joe Galley. 
has this ability that when he makes, like he has this way where he presents something at certain times where he really adds some weight to what's happening, just like you just said right. in that moment. And I love that. Like his voice gives it an important feel. Like, and I, I feel like that's been missing for some, and I'm a, I don't know, maybe there is some of that in WWE. I don't know. Maybe I just don't watch enough, but like, I don't feel like we've had that since in wrestling since Jim Ross. Like, I feel like Jim Ross used to make those calls that, man, like, they would just add so much to the moment. Well, you got like, Pat McAfee now who does a really oh, solid job. Does he do job. a good job? Yeah, yeah. like, McAfee's I know people good. love And him. Michael Cole's, Michael Cole's. But Michael Cole, did he, does Michael Cole give off that big, f I guess he does in certain moments. I don't when know. When he works with McAfee, he's a straight man, right? So it, 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 it works. You know, yeah. again, we talk about the great announcing teams, Monsoon and Heenan, right? Ventura and McMahon. Talk about Vince McMahon. But, like, how many of those, like, I remember Jim Ross would make these calls sometimes. Oh, yeah. That they would replay in video packages because yeah. they were just so great, mm. right? Like, and I don't know, maybe they still do that with these guys. But that's what you need in the NWA. You need those type of calls because I got to tell you, when first NWA Power came out, we were huge fans. Yeah, and it kind of slipped away a little bit, but yeah. now that they added you, uh, they brought in Brodus. Yeah, I it's, think it, you it's guys should proving. Be, yeah, you guys. Should, I right. I think if you haven't visited in a while, like check out like again our Knoxville show. I felt like really was the right first step of this year man like the energy in that building was great and like man all i i haven't got to see the whole show yet but man even like you guys watch this champion series match that i was involved in and then if you see you know watch that match you know watch what i was kind of involved in going into the finish and stuff i think you guys will really uh enjoy it and i think you know you and what i'm saying is it might encourage you to start following it weekly again because i think you know trust me everybody there is motivated to serve you all. Wow. Good stuff. With that, we're going to take a commercial break because the time has come, Jimmy. Yeah, I got to go home. So, hey, good night, guys. You know, we'll again, you later. Chris, you still got it. You still got a career. So, and a huge career on top of it. So, we, we <laughs> can't have my partner Don't breaking out of the mass. Like, Don't get so, anyway, for, Saint, for Saint Jude's Children's Hospital, Chris Adonis, Chris Masters has allowed the opportunity for my partner, the star of the show, to be put into the master no. lock. And if he could get out. No. We'll be donating. No. Uh, we've no. had a whole bunch of donations, and that'll be going to St. Jude's Hospital. But again... I never said I was going to do this. So if anyone thinks this is a work... Stop it. This gentleman still stop. has a huge career ahead stop, of him. Stop, stop, So he can't have stop. some ordinary this, dude I know, because my career out. will be over if he dude, breaks that's out. Right. That's right. I agree. I'll never be able to show my face in America again. So with this, Wait. we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with... Jimmy Farrow. Sims, we're, we're In going. the Master Sims, we're going Challenge. To, we're going for bagels, Sims. Let's go. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack.
sir. Ah. Manscape. Uh huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscape. What are you thinking about Love Manscape, it. dude? You Love it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What? What don't I use it for? Put it this way: <laughs> the only hair <laughs> I have on my entire body is these eyebrows. Yeah. That oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all. That's all I have, and that's all I want. That's the so pick. manscaped. There's a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right. Hair on a woman. Hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh oh. Just gonna go out there. Oh boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to oh, go do I a know deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where is that pedophilia line that i'm that i'm i don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that that's very interesting like that. i never thought about wow. that. you're a smart dude Holy shit. so if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly you're cool with that if the landing strip is has like i said well manicured yeah, you yeah. can see both sides it's not like blinking lights on both sides I, of that landing? i just don't i don't want <laughs> you know i don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. Unwanted areas on that gotcha. as well. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, look but, what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older <laughs> I get though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, I as, found as, it. Have, I found it. Have you it. ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just absolutely. Retro? You're like whoa. Wow. Yeah, like I'm 46. Like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, try, I muster through. I muster up the courage to get through. Trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> I give him an yeah, not all not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> there you listen, go. I couldn't. Super Bush. I couldn't say. Well, <laughs> if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to like you know go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, with that, Ron we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break and be anyway. back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a drop kick second. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, where we have the iconic Chris Masters in studio. And boy, I got to tell you, I want to thank all the fans who have donated. Uh, the Faro will be, be attempting to break out of the Master Lock Challenge, and all donations are going to the St. Jude Children's Hospital. First off, I got to say, Chris, holy shit, you're huge. Uh, you know what? You don't realize how huge you are stand up, right? until you stand up. Holy cow. Yeah, people just don't realize. Six foot four, 260 pounds still. So, I mean, you know. It's what pro wrestlers are supposed to weigh. That, and thank you, sir. And that's why I never... I love you in NWA, and I never want to see you in AEW. I want to see you either WWE or stay in the NWA. But first off, the Pharaoh's been good enough to accept the challenge. He will try to break out of the Master Lock Challenge. But before we get to it, got to ask you a question. 
being an old school wrestling fan, right? And you loved wrestling. Do you remember the Cobra Clutch Challenge? Oh boy! Back oh, in the with, day, so, uh, with Slaughter. slaughter. Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, uh, that's one of, probably one of my oldest memories. You I, so I always wish the Master Lock Challenge was going to get to that level. Was that the plan behind the Master Lock Challenge? Was to have you weekly, like constantly put down guys until you just get into that big feud with the guy who finally breaks it? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. I don't know if in our day and age we could have drawn it out that long because I think it went a good year and a half or something without getting broken, which already seemed like a long time at that point. But, you know, I did a lot of stuff to derail. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got gotcha. you. Like, a lot happened in, in that, that block of time, so it could have gone any which way, I imagine. Well, I want to remind you, Chris, and I don't want to put a lot of pressure on you, Ugh. but if my partner, who I love dearly, <laughs> breaks yeah. out of this, love dearly. your career is over. It's done. And I'm going to have to call you and hire you at my place. What are you so doing? you got one oh, choice. No, 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 no. I'm leaving the country. What? You're you leaving. The... So it's I'm either break the them in half. I know there's I'm... money on the line for children, but it's either break them in half or lose your career. Do it I'm... for the kids. I'm going to go to Southern Africa well, or something. All right, Pharaoh, are you ready? The Master Lock Challenge. Okay, so this is our, we're gonna go through this step by step, though, right? Go so ahead. We've got him placed. We've got our victim in the chair. Fix yes. him, like so. <laughs> what the? Now he's already not starting this out, right? He's got what? a hat on, sunglasses. Uh, it's already put it. Chris, saying, he's already disrespecting. Go up, but I'm just saying it puts you. You're at vulnerability. There you go. Here's your hat. Hold on, it's your hat. He's getting rid of everything. Now, okay, you don't gotta get rid of anything else. Yeah, so right. Stop there. <laughs> Are you sure? Wait a second. No, 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 no. You kind of put together kind of well. No, no, no. You keep that on. You keep that on. We're good there. Okay. So this is no fun at all. This is a very important point. Okay, so we, we hook under here. Oh, oh boy. Christ. We hook oh, boy. here. And then we hook here. Now, oh, this is a very on, important This hurts already. I it does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Look okay. at this. He's bragging. But here's what's important. You oh, got to hook the fingers Jesus like this. God almighty. Wow. You can't just interlace them. So you got to hook Wait, hold like on. My this. beer gut. My beer gut. Oh, Wait. boy. And <laughs> let's go ahead and stand Jesus. up. Go ahead and stand up. <laughs> all right. There we go. Get out. All right. Yeah, we're good. Finished them. Got very quiet. Wow. He's sleeping. Well, while he's sleeping, Eric Sims, come on in there. <laughs> Good job, Mr. Masters. Thank you, <sighs> sir. Eric. Hey, Eric. You travel hey, with Chris? It's no BS. It's your cult hero. It's ESS. And we're on tour. Chris Masters. Here's where you're going to see Chris Masters today, right after this. 11 o'clock, we're going to beat the Wrestling Universe. That's in Queens, New York. Flushing, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> you got this. You I got, got this. I Keep got going. It. Keep all going. Right. All right. By the way, the fans say the Pharaoh is fooked. He's more than fooked. <laughs> hey, don't wake him up. Anyway, after the Wrestling Universe in Flushing, Queens, New York, we're over at the Wrestling Collector. That's in Stockholm, New Jersey. Another autograph session, 3 to 5 p.m. And then if that's not enough. It's not enough. If it's not enough. It's not enough. Come see Chris wrestle tonight at SWF Live over in Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. And then finally tonight, we got another virtual tonight. Wait, we still got another one after that? Chris, how much tonight? is this guy paying nine you? Nine o'clock tonight. Captain's Corner Virtual wow. on, on the Captain's Corner Facebook page. 
Yeah! And, and if that is not enough, tomorrow we go down to Westminster, Maryland. That's just outside of Baltimore. You know, Westminster, like the dog show, but it's the town in Maryland. It's Celeb Fresh 6. Chris Masters will be my guest signing autographs at... When are we going to sleep and eat? There is no sleep. You sleep when you're dead. Jeez. He's By the way, kidding. BS Express says kidding. Chris Masters did a better job with Farrell than Hogan did with Belzer. How do you like that? I, I, I concur. Chris, thank you for joining Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast. You, you are you. an icon. Good luck BSS this week. BSSpromotions.com for all the information. This is Mike Monty, and for my partner who's still out cold, we'll see you at about 10 o'clock where we've got our special guest coming in at 10. So join us. Have a good day. Ha <laughs> ha!